The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, what's going on? Q here, Notebook Wagering. Sitting across from J-Cam and Smitty. What's going on, boys? How was your Thanksgiving holiday? Oh, it was great. Yeah. Ate too much food, watched too much football, college basketball. There's this nonstop games on now here. So a totally feast week on food and sports. Love it. Really enjoyed it. Good family time. A lot of great food. And like J-Cam said, a lot of sports watching, diving into it, great football, diving into the basketball, been pretty hot on basketball, sent the card out today, see what happens today. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Smith, you were all over the Raiders last uh, last show. Congrats on that. No, I, I wasn't on the Raiders. I thought you were. No, 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 uh, no. No, I, I love Dallas and a teaser. What, what our little insider, our insider was all over the Raiders. So we should have listened. Um, Bills looked good there. That was good. And uh, I'll tell you, we start, I started some stuff up on Twitter about that Lions tradition. That was great. Great publicity. It was <laughs> trash. Although that game was brutal. Yeah, I only watched the first half of it. And uh, I didn't see the second half. And I, I didn't seem like I missed anything. I did, no, I did pull out a nice little live money line winner on that with the Bears. But we had to sweat it. No yeah. Doubt. I was trying to get that new tradition, just watch Varsity Blues during that Lions game. <laughs> I like it. No, here and here's the thing. My only my I went um I think one and two because I had Swift um with a little prop there, rushing and receiving, which he got knocked out. So that kind of took that away pretty quick. But the under 45 points. What games on Thanksgiving had that? Well, you had the Lions Chicago game. That was that was under. It was like forty-two. The Saints uh, Bills game at night was under. It was forty-five. I think right on the dot. I think. What did I do? Teased them both back up. Took the under. Matched them. Winner. In two weeks, only two games has lost on this. So you know I have a lot on the card today. Those two didn't even come close, even on a straight play. We'll see what uh, let's see what magic you you bring up. Here's the first game. We'll talk about one. So you have the Patriots. Man, it, this is a huge line as we discussed earlier. The Patriots opened up as favorites minus two and a half. It's up to minus seven. Over under is forty three and a half. Playing the Titans. Obviously, the main jump is just the Titans are riddled with injury. No Julio Jones. No AJ Brown officially as of today. No Derrick Henry. Deontay Foreman's already banged up. I couldn't even tell you the next receiver um, for the Titans. I, I'll tell you, this is a great teaser spot for the Patriots. This is a great spot for the under. I mean, I could see the Patriots, you know, just grinding one out at home, running with Damian Harris, uh, you know, throwing to Johnny Smith a little bit, just kind of that that old, you know, northeast ground and pound, low scoring football. I mean, the Titans, you, there's just no way you can compete in this game. Even with Isaiah Simmons healthy on the defensive side of the ball, 
you just have nothing to, to counter that on the offense. So I definitely like the Patriots in a teaser and uh, consider the under as a play. Yeah, I think you see them moving the line like this. They're obviously worried they're going to get the books are going to get sided uh, with this game. It's because there really isn't a lot of incentive to take Tennessee. The only angle I can see is the Tennessee run defense shows up. Patriots have been run first offense uh, to protect the rookie quarterback, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a teaser spot. I think it's an excellent teaser spot. Um, over under looks to be right on from what I make it. So I don't know. I, I, I guess you can lay this time. I probably would pass on this game just because I probably got into it too late. Love the teaser spot here. Get it down to minus one in a teaser. And again, it's 43 and a half right now. So, you know, I'm going to take this up to 49 and a half and I'm going to match it with another game. and I'm going to take the under. All right. I definitely don't have a play on this game. Uh, if you guys don't, then we'll skip it. But the Texans and Jets, the Texans at home laying two and a half over runners, 44 and a half. Like I said, I have nothing on it. It's an absolute trash game. No read. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting to line back up to two and a half just because it looks like te Texans are in much better shape from an injury perspective. And, um, you know, the Jets are going with Zach Wilson because basically they have no options. <laughs> Everybody else is out with COVID. Um, so I think Zach Wilson on the road, I think you could fade that. Terod Taylor showed that he's a much better quarterback. You know, he's not a good quarterback, but he can at least get you some wins. And, uh, yeah. You look at the DVOA on all these units in this game, it's pretty brutal. Um, the best one in it is really the Texans' pass uh, defense, which could be useful because their desk can't run the ball at all. So I'll actually lay the two and a half with the Texans here. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I would do straight. This would be a straight play. I'd take the Texans minus two and a half here. I think Taylor is not a bad quarterback, and they've played okay when he's been the quarterback here. Uh, but it, what I'll probably do is, again, it's at – 44 and a half, take it up to 50 and a half, take the under. Now it scares me with the Jets. Jets defense is not that great. Scares me a little bit, but I took the Jets, I think last week, same situation and um, it still hit. So I, I'm going to do the under um, straight play. I would take the Texans in this old man in the garage loves the Jets as a money line dog. Interesting. Mm, that's that's hey, props to him. If he hits that, but man, that's a tough game right there to uh to take a dog in all right here's the game I'm, I'm starting to get high on this team at least from a betting standpoint so the giants are hosting the eagles eagles are on the road laying three and a half over under is 45 and a half i love the eagles here again i'm gonna play the same song for you the giants are just destroyed with injuries on the uh the offensive side of the ball barkley's banged up you never know if he's gonna play or not he's always a game time decision tony's out sterling shepherd's out um I mean, uh, Kyle Rudolph, I mean, anybody, you name it on the offensive starters week one, they're probably banged up, if not playing. Um, Eagles really, the, the only hit they took this week was Jordan Howard, uh, but he was their backup back. So Miles Sanders, you know, that's go per the agenda. Um, and I've been talking about it, you know, Hurts is starting to really show uh, that he can play well. And uh, I'm just an automatic until the Giants beat me. I'm automatic fade the Giants. Um, give me the Eagles, the minus three and a half. I think it's an easy cover. Yeah, I can't really disagree. The Eagles are playing some pretty good football. I don't know how good they are, but they're they're beating the opponents in front of them and um, taking advantage of some. Like, obviously, the Saints were a little shorthanded, things like that. So, I know Smitty loves the stickies. I love the sticky notes. So, I have a sticky note right here in honor of him for this game. 
since 2020, Darius Slay has three touchdowns. Kenny Galladay, the one active target for the Giants, has two touchdowns. So there's your sticky note. So obviously, Galladay is really all they have. Uh, Barkley is even questionable for this game. So uh, even though you have the new offensive coordinator, I think Freddie Kitchens is calling plays for the Giants. I don't even know what they can do just because they just don't have bodies to actually even change what they're going to do. Um, Eagles pass defense is pretty leaky, so that's really probably the only thing they could really attack. I'm seeing sharps on this game with the Giants getting the three and a half. I don't know. It's hard to fathom. This is one of those, I guess, hold your nose games, but I'll, I'll probably just pass on it. And I don't see much value in the total either. Yeah, the total's tough because it's right at 45 and a half. So you could take it up to, you know, get it up a little bit more in that. Does it really fit what I've been doing? Eh, it might be that half. I don't know. I mean, they fired Garrett. Freddie Kitchens is garbage too. So I don't know how much better their offense is going to be. A lot of injuries, like you guys said. Eagles, very impressive last week. It's amazing how that team at the beginning of the year was just throwing the ball nonstop and they weren't running the ball. Now all of a sudden they want to pound the ball and run. Um, they're playing well. I mean, that and that division's wide open now with the Cowboys struggling. You know, you have the Cowboys, a lot of injuries, and now there's reports uh, Elliott's knees are banged up and they might sit him for some games. And so this is wide open. I, this is weird. I, I don't know. I might play it in the under with the teaser. But, Jay, I, there's some – for some reason – I think a Giants teaser is not a bad play. Call me crazy. Maybe it's the gravy and the stuffing and the turkey talking. Well, there's a lot of trend when you have interdivision games like that, especially when you're on the road. Um, you know, points are good uh, for the, the underdog. So, obviously, if you added six points for the Giants, nine and a half, that's probably, you know, the Eagles might dominate that game but not pull away that far. So, it makes a lot of sense. Now, the overs eight and one in the last nine in the series. So, hmm. just throwing that out. I just don't see with the over where the Giants can effectively score. I mean, again, they have nobody. So it's really kind of a one on one matchup. You know, the Eagles are going to put their best defensive back and shade a safety over to any side Kenny Galladay is. And then outside of that, I mean, you're just begging for Barkley to play. If he doesn't, I mean, it's, it's pretty much 11 on one. Uh, so that would be tough to play an over there. I would lean the under, but Philly could also be lights out and, and hang 40 themselves on a, on a giants team. So that's tough. I would, if you're going to pick a, a, a play in that, I would pick a side, not necessarily the over under, cause you're just banking on a, some, some questionable teams. Um, now here's a game that it's really interesting. I think the line is spot on, uh, but it's tough. Colts are hosting the bucks. Bucks are laying three on the road over unders 53. You know, I'm interested to see Jonathan Taylor. You know, he's been on a tear right now. The Bucs, they got some injuries. Vita Vey's game time, um, Devin White's game time. You know, those are probably two of their best defensive players. Um, you know, the Colts, like we've said, they're they're healthy and they're playing good football right now. And um, the Bucs defense, man, they give up some points and some yardage. They're, they're not shy about that. Uh I love teasing up the Colts. That that three, I'm a little dicey on, uh, but I love getting the Colts up to nine. If your line is three, three and a half, play that that right there. I mean, that might even be worth, you know, just as an insurance policy, getting it up to ten if you can lay that juice. Uh, but I love the Colts at home to keep it within the teaser. 
Yeah, I, I, I like the Colts with the three and on the money line here. I think the big the two names you mentioned are the big difference, right? So Colts have been running the football really well. Jonathan Taylor looks like he could be an MVP candidate the last couple of weeks. But Vita Bay and White is literally the interior of that. That's their run defense. And their defensive, their secondary is so bad right now. There's no way they can afford to bring bodies up without just getting torched over the top. I mean, the Colts receivers are nothing fantastic, but they are good enough. And they love to run that old Baltimore Ravens pass interference offense uh, with their guys and Wentz. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Colts. I think it's a bad spot. You know, the Colts like to rush with four and drop seven, which, you know, is the best way to attack Brady's uh, scheme. So I just think there's a lot of good matchups here. Um, I'm surprised you're not seeing a little bit of differentiation between tickets and money, but maybe that'll come today and tomorrow. But uh, I like the Colts, uh, both the plus the three and the money line. Yeah, I agree. I, I like the Colts here. I think the Colts are a really good team. They can run the ball. You know, there's a couple guys out on that D line. I mean, Tampa can really stop the run extremely well, but if a couple of those guys aren't playing, then Jonathan Taylor could have a big game. You know, we've said it for the show many weeks. It just depends on what Carson Wentz does. Does he, does he, does he do some bonehead plays like he's capable of doing? If he doesn't, they're, they're really good. I mean, good defense. I like the, I like the plus three, like Q said, I love the teaser play here. You know, they're on a five Oh and one ATS run against Tampa. So it's going in their direction. I like that. Take that. I like the Colts. Take the Colts plus the three. I, I don't sprinkle that money line too, like Jason said. I think that's a smart play. I really like the teaser. I'll probably be in a teaser play. All right. Here's another ugly game. I do like a side in this. So the Jaguars are hosting the Falcons. Falcons opened up as a pick them. It's now minus two. Over under is 45 and a half. I like the Falcons at the two here. The Jaguars, they're one solid defensive player. Um, Shaq. Griffin, I believe, is out uh, for the game, the cornerback. So outside of that, I mean, you got to cover pits. Cordero Patterson seems like he's going to play. He's had light practices through the week, uh, so that's encouraging. I just don't see the Jaguars um, keeping it within a field goal. I, I like the Falcons on the road. Simple as that. It's interesting. I'm going to go to the other side of this. I actually like the Jags. I'm a little surprised they're getting two at home here. I thought this would be a pick them just because uh, Atlanta really doesn't have any weapons. I, if Patterson plays, it might be a different story, but yeah, I think he's still questionable. I think with looking at the injury report that I saw, um, they just don't have anything to beat you with. You know, there's this, Ryan's a sitting duck back there. They don't have a running game. There's no receivers that threaten you at all. It really is really it, but you can take care of that with just a little bracket coverage because he's still a rookie. doesn't really understand how to get open. Um, Jags have been playing decent lately. Like they've been feisty still. They haven't quit on Meyer. I'm shocked that they're here, but, you know, kind of covered against the Colts a couple of weeks ago, obviously beat San Francisco. Like I, I think, you know, this is a good spot for them. I think the overs in play here too, because Jags don't get any pass rush at all. So uh, the back door will be open uh, in this game, but uh, I'll take the Jags. The run running game is the one good thing they have on their offense, kind of where they hang their hat and the Falcons, Definitely don't stop the run. So uh, I think it's just a good matchup for uh, Myers boys here. Looking at point 45 and a half. So this is right with that Eagles eh, close to my close where it's been hot. Maybe take this up too and match those two games. Cause they're both at that 45 and a half. Who's the Jason, you'll know, I, I can't think of the guy and I have him on my fantasy team, but who's the guy that played at Colorado wide receiver that's on Jacksonville. LaVisca Chanel. Okay. 
I got to maybe look at what, whatever team I have, because I heard this week that they said Meyer might put him back in the backfield a little bit to start getting him some carries and try to use him a little bit more in that. I like that. Catch the ball, run the ball. It's like Patterson. I have Patterson. I hope he can play for Atlanta. This is tough spot. Cause I think you guys said it well. I think both teams, I mean, you saw that last Thursday, Matt Ryan just got hit and hit and hit. And there isn't a lot of weapons, especially if Patterson can't go. I agree. I think Jacksonville hasn't really put on Meyer, which is kind of surprising. Again, I, I might tease this up with the Philly game because it's right there. Take it like 51 and a half, take the under here. But uh, I would maybe tease the home team up Jacksonville and get them up to eight. And I'm actually opposite on you guys on this game. If I had to pick a line, so the Dolphins are hosting the Panthers. Panthers laying two over under 42. It's probably a no play in reality for me. Um, Dolphins are on a three-game winning streak. They've looked really well, but I think they're playing a Panthers team that now you've got a healthy McCaffrey. Um, I thought Cam Newton looked pretty well uh, last week in his first official start. I mean, he got another week under his belt of reps and time to uh, learn the playbook with Matt rule. I just think Miami, um, you know, their defense was so good last year and they've got a lot of holes. I mean, they blitz a lot. I know you guys alluded to the Panthers struggle with the blitz. Miami's the the most blitzing team uh, defensively. I just, I think they'll pick them apart. You know, when you blitz and you leave a guy like McCaffrey open, I mean, he can do some things. Uh, Cam Newton's, you know, a linebacker playing quarterback who can throw the ball deep and get it out quick uh, and make some plays of his own. I, I, if I had to pick, I would take the Panthers minus two. I'm just going to fade my Dolphins here. I think they kind of come back down to earth. No, I can understand. This is a really tough game to figure out because Carolina's defense is really good. It's really good against the pass, and the Dolphins really don't have much of a running game now. But they have been able to run the ball against teams that don't defend the run particularly well which they've shown up. But, you know, you look at Carolina's wins, and they've had a couple of good ones. You throw out the Arizona game, everything else, like, you know, they're getting outgained, and they're basically kind of just uh, hanging around and winning with, like, just good defense and uh, red zone defense. Um, you know, I, I'm seeing the line kind of come down toward Miami here, even though I don't see a lot of um, action on Miami either way with money or um, percent ticket percentages based on Action Network. So I'm kind of wondering if this is kind of a, a sharp game uh, with the Dolphins. I do think they can bring pressure. I don't think Carolina's offense is good at all, even with Cam Newton. Now, we saw enough of Cam Newton last year to know he's kind of uh, past his prime. So I like the Dolphins here at home. Um, like him with the one and a half, like him with the money line. And I'm leaning toward the under in this game. I think both defenses can give both of these offenses, which aren't very good, a lot of problems. Sin at 42. So you know what I'm doing. You know, it's going to be a play. I'm taking up to 48 and I'm going to take the under. This is tough. I mean, I think you guys said it. this could go either way. We have a little in our insider. Now, I don't know the official play. I just got rumors today. Got a couple text messages and got some rumors. I like rumors. It's like in high school, you know, get some rumors going. Everything's good. Panthers, he likes, likes the Panthers, likes it. So we'll see. I don't know. This is tough. I would, what I would probably do in a teaser spot, I'd probably take the Dolphins up to eight, just that home team getting them up to eight. But man, it's tough to go against our little insider here. If he likes the Panthers, I might be rolling the Panthers. But um, 42, get it up to 48. I love the under 48. 
Smitty, I think you like rumors because I think in high school you probably were attached some way somehow to those rumors about 80%. Ah, never, <laughs> never. Just remember those were blatant lies. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What do they say? Um, never tell the truth. Ne- uh, what is it? Always deny and then like always counteract or, or counter something. That's, that's Smitty right there. No, uh, let me tell you, man, I'm, I'm an angel. So let's, let's move on here. All right, here's your boys. I'll let you guys take the floor. So the Bengals are hosting the Steelers. Bengals laying three and a half, over under 45. I'll just quick 10 seconds. Steelers got TJ Watt back, Joe Hayden back. I like teasing up to Steelers. You know, I'm going to buy that six and a half teaser, not the six, get them at 10. These games are never a blowout. You know, do I think the Steelers could win? Do I think the Bengals could win? Absolutely. But I don't think the Bengals can beat the Steelers by more than 10. So tease that for me. It is a really tough game to figure out because Cincinnati handled them the first time in Pittsburgh. Now, granted, the Steelers defense was missing on a ton of guys in the front seven, and it showed, they, you know, Cincinnati could run the ball basically away from Hayward all day. Um, you know, I look through their box scores, and there's nothing really impressive. Last week was probably the most impressive one against Oakland. I'm not sure – or, sorry, Las Vegas. Jeez, that was awful. Um, but – you know, they were able to run the football. They haven't really been able to do that that much. I mean, they put up a lot of yards, but not really on this, uh, a lot of points. So they obviously struggle in the red zone. Um, it's hard to analyze where the Steelers are at. They're getting Fitzpatrick and Watt back. Um, so they get, should get more pressure than they have. They've been rushing forward. They haven't been blitzing as much this year. And they got picked apart by Herbert uh, trying to that strategy last week. I don't know if Burrow necessarily can do that because the offensive line for since he's not as good. Um I, you know, I probably lean the Bengals right now just because it seems like everyone's on the Steelers. Um, I think they're better on the, the defensive line, and I just think that um, maybe just a little bit over undervalued at this point just because of some unimpressive performances aside from last week. I think Dr. Arn said it well when he said the Steeler game last week, it was like a preseason game with some of those guys. He's like, who were some of those guys playing for the Steelers? Boy. It was amazing. That game got close personally. I couldn't believe that. But this is a game that I like. I'm going to agree with Q. I'm going to take the Steelers in a teaser here. And again, the points are at 44 and a half. So I'm teasing it up and I'm taking the under. I'm matching it with somebody in that. This is just one of those games that we said the Steelers, you know, how did they compete in that game last week? Well, I took the Steelers plus the, the six, I think it was, or six and a half. And that was a winner. Because that was a game that you said they have no shot. Well, they compete. The Lions, you know, even with Mason Rudolph, court, oh, they'll win. They'll be, well, the game tied. I mean, that's just a typical Steelers. I mean, that's what it happens. I mean, games that they're supposed to blow teams out, they never do, or they barely win, or they don't win at all. Games that you go, mm, not going to happen, and they'll compete. I kind of like the Steelers in this game. I think you get some of these guys back. It's a must win. To me, it's a must win game for the Steelers. They drop this, you go 0-2 against the Bengals. You still got the Ravens coming up. You got Kansas City that's really playing well. This is, to me, as a Steeler fan, a must-win, or guess what? I I think it might be over. Um, but I like them in a teaser, and I love the under in a teaser. Yeah, no, like again, another interdivision game here, and you're, you're taking the points and teasing it up. That really can't hurt. It's probably going to be a close outcome. And the dogs, the dogs are on a four game uh, winning streak uh, in Cincinnati in this series. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Here's the team that the uh, Steelers played last week and beat on the road. 
or I don't, I mean, was it a road game? Cause it seemed like the Steelers <laughs> dominating that, that fan base out there. Um, okay. So the chargers are laying two and a half on the road in Denver. I really like the chargers. I think Justin Herbert kind of got back on track last week. And, and I just think the Broncos, you know, they, they've kind of checked out like Teddy Bridgewater. We saw him. He didn't even attempt to make that tackle. I mean, that was kind of the epitome of their season. Like they're pretty much done. Von Miller's gone. It sounds like the Broncos are going to be without their two starting tackles. So even with Bradley Chubb, I mean, um, uh, Williams coming, you know, playing, it's hard to run if you don't have your offensive line with you. And and I think the Chargers just have too many weapons offensively. When you, you know, they have Patrick Sertan, uh, the Broncos do. And how do you guard with one guy, uh, you know, the likes of Austin Eckler out of the backfield, uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you know, the, all those guys. It's just so tough. So I, I really think we're, we're getting a gem uh, at the Chargers minus two and a half. I mean, a field goal wins it. Sign me up. I love that play this week. Yeah, no, Chargers offense definitely looked good against uh, like a Steelers defense that didn't bring any rush. Herbert had a huge day. I mean, it looked like a college performance there where I think he threw for 300 yards and was rushed for 102. So, um, yeah, Denver's is kind of like, you know, out of sorts right now. That offensive line has been a mess now for a couple weeks, and it didn't get any better this week. And it's funny because if those tackles were in good shape, this would be a huge spot to take the Broncos who run the football and love to run the football against the Chargers off defense that really just doesn't even care to stop the run. You heard a lot about it during the Sunday night game. Um, yeah, I think you got to lean Chargers. I mean, this is one of those games in the NFL, too, where the home dog comes out of nowhere and bites you. But I just – I just don't think they have enough bodies on the offensive line. And you have Bosa. I think they get the uh, Murray back at linebacker. So the Chargers defense should be a little bit better even than it was last week. And they were getting pressure on the Steelers. I just, yeah, I'll uh, I'll lay the two and a half with the Chargers here. Denver's coming off a bye. Dropped five out of the last seven after a really good start. But we've said this for, you know, a long time ago. Their schedule is very easy at the beginning. Q Mm -hmm. said it. I mean, watching Teddy Bridgewater – try to make a tackle and then just completely stopped and let the guy run by him. I mean, it's like, wow, how embarrassing was that? I'm going to go opposite here. I kind of like in a teaser, I like the home team here. I'm going to take Denver out. I don't know if I'll officially play it. I, I kind of like it. I've seen some other people, some sharps that do like Denver in this spot. I like them in a teaser. I like Denver going to probably take them, but we'll have to see. Here's two interesting teams. These teams are kind of playing very similar to me, which makes it tough. So 49ers are laying three, hosting the Vikings over under 49. Both teams have been playing well the last three or four weeks. The 49ers uh, outscored their opponents the last two weeks, 61 to 20. So they've, they've against quality opponents, um, they've really turned the, the corner there. The Vikings have been in the last four or five games. Um, you know, huge win, uh, division rival last week. So that was big for them. I would say tease the Vikings up. This is a spot where I think we're looking at two solid teams. Um, not solid, but two two uh, competitive teams that are playing. I really don't see a team blowing each other out. You know, the 49ers, again, they just have so many injuries on the offense and defense. Um, Vikings defensively, you know, we're not seeing the traditional Vikings defense. I mean, they're giving up points. Maybe tease down this over and take the over, get it down to 43, and you're looking at a play there. But uh, the only way I would play this is in a teaser. Yeah, it is tough. Like you said, both teams have kind of 
had some impressive wins here in the last couple of weeks, and I'm kind of rounded in the form. Um, I think the Niners is probably a little more so than the Vikings. I mean, the, look at the Vikings box score is a little bit of box score fraud going on in there. But, um, you know, last week they almost gave that game away. I don't know they should have sold it away pretty easily. Um, and they don't have a run defense. That's part of it. And I think that's going to be the difference this week. Niners didn't have any healthy running backs last week. but still ran for 171 on the Jags. They get Mitchell back. Um, you know, people hate taking Shanahan as a favorite, and that's clearly where they are this week with the three. I'm not against it. I think when you're at home and you can run the football, that opens up the entire offense. The way they're using um, Samuel right now is really creative. You're seeing, like we mentioned before, with Patterson, and it sounds like the Jags are going down that road with Chanel. They probably saw that tape and said, hey, we can do that. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I think the Vikings are kind of running out of it here. I'm going to take uh, the Niners, lay the three, even though the Vikings are never out of it because they're pass offense is playing really well this year. Yeah, I think I agree. I think both teams are playing extremely well. Uh, you know, that was a big win, but like you said, Jason, Minnesota tried to give that game away last week. San Francisco has been coming on. I kind of like what you said about, I think they'll be able to run the ball here. I kind of, man, this could be a straight play. I kind of like where San Francisco's starting to head here. With, with the momentum here a little bit. I kind of like San Francisco minus the three. This might be a straight play for me uh, tomorrow. And, hey, it's like I said on Thanksgiving, and I tweeted out, who cares? Zimmer, the head coach, is dating a supermodel. I mean, who cares? He can win or lose. It doesn't matter. His life's fantastic. Oh, he's winning at home, that's for sure. All right, here's here's two, two solid teams in the NFL, uh, both coming off losses. The Rams are actually coming off back-to-back losses. Rams on the road, laying one and a half. Over under 47. I, I think the ultimate decision here does, you know, you've got Aaron Rodgers showing his toe on the press conference. Um, you know, he's going to play. I, I'm not worried about him. I, I'm concerned with Aaron Jones. He has practice, so it is encouraging. He brings a whole other dynamic to this team. You know, A.J. Dillon didn't do terrible last week, but when you have to guard, you know, even a, a guy coming off the bench who's fresh and A.J. Dillon, but then, you know, both can catch out of the backfield. Um, if, if Aaron Jones plays like it sounds like he will, I like the Packers at home. It's going to be cold. L.A. is a warm team. You know, Matt Stafford, even though he played in Detroit, he was always in a dome. Um, you know, Green Bay is such a hard place to play in this time of the year when it just gets real cold. Um I think they give the Rams their first loss. Give me the Packers plus one and a half. Give me them in a teaser up to seven, you know, uh, seven and a half. I like the Packers here. I think they rebound. I think they're the better team at home in, in that weather. Yeah, it seems like the Packers are getting a little healthier on the defensive line, too. Last week, they didn't have anybody coming off the edge, and it really hurt them. Um, they get Rashawn Gary back this week. Obviously, they won't get uh, some of the guys that went to IR uh, in previous weeks. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen the Rams play. I haven't been overly impressed by them. They seem to be like, they're not very tough, first of all. And, you know, they like to play soft against, you know, basically they like to play passing teams and the Packers do run the football. They're going to get Jones. It's like, he might go. So they'll have both backs willing to go there. Um, I think the Packers can run the football. I like, as you mentioned with the cold weather and the elements, because obviously it's a pretty, uh, normal environment in LA all the time, especially in the dome. Um, so, yeah, I just think that Green Bay wins just by basically out topping the Rams here. Real quick, Jason, uh, two notable. Sounds like they're going to play on the defensive side, Rayshon Gary. I mean, he's a big guy. He's a big force, so that'll help. 
he had he was light practice and now he's full practice. So I like that. And then another guy who's been sneaky good for this team when he's playing, Alan Lazard has practiced all week and he they were out he was out for a couple of weeks. He is sneaky good. When you have to cover Devontae Adams and then him, if he if he comes back, I really love and I think you'll see a line change uh to favor the Packers if that's the case. A lot of injuries scare me. I, I even heard some injuries on the offensive line for Green Bay. So that, that kind of scares me a little bit here. But I like taking the home team. I mean, you got them now at plus one and a half. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers on a bad toe or not. I, I And I agree with Jason. You know, I had, I had the Rams winning the Super Bowl before the season. Stafford really forcing some balls a lot. His INTs are starting to go up a little bit. I You know, losing Robert Woods was key. And I'm not a, you know, OBJ guy, whatever. I mean, you can bring him. I don't think he, I don't like that guy. So Cooper Cup, just keep catching a lot of balls for my fantasy teams. I love you. But I like in a teaser, take Green Bay up. I like Green Bay in a teaser. All right. Are we, real quick, I did see the Rams, and it's just worth noting. So through 10 games, somebody on Twitter posted Jared Goff last year was 7-3. and three. And Matt Stafford this year was seven and three. So they were kind of saying, like, you know, comparing wise, did they really um, upgrade? I don't know, you know, to be kind of soon to tell, Jason. Well, no, I think the, the biggest difference there is that the Rams defense last year was like top notch. It was like elite. Yeah. And then this year it is not. And they've been, people have moved the ball on them. And, you know, they haven't been able to like completely shut down. They've been good. They're just not great. Goff had a great defense. Stafford has a good defense. But now you do see it. I mean, you watch them play. You see Stafford force passes like he did in Detroit whenever the running game's not going. So it'll be interesting. Uh, it's not a surprise that the records are the same at this point. All right, another grinding NF- AFC North matchup. So the Browns go to Baltimore. Baltimore opens up at minus five. The line's down to minus three and a half. Over under is 47. Are we going to get a Lamar Jackson? Is he playing? What's the status on him? Obviously, he did last week. He's got that weird illness nobody knows about. Um, I mean, both sides are just banged up. It's just you look at their injury reports, and it's 10, 12 names deep, uh, you know, quality names. And um, I don't really have a vibe on this game. Yeah. You know, I it's going to be a – I would maybe say the – but I want to say the under. I mean, I don't – I don't know what the weather is in Baltimore tomorrow. I don't think it's supposed to be too cold, but I just don't see like either team. I mean, I don't know. I I don't have a five. I'm not going to talk myself into a play here. It's just a, it's a weird line, two teams that you just don't know what side, which, you know, what teams are going to show up. Uh, So it's a stay away from me. Yeah, I agree. I think the line is pretty much right on here. Um, That hook, that hook. And hook, it is. I mean, I actually make it out to be five with with Cleveland, but Cleveland's hard to gauge because they've had so many guys in and out of the lineup. You don't know whether their yardage shows are actually accurate. I mean, they get Kareem Hunt back, they're getting Conklin back. That'll help a lot. It looks like the guys most affected on Baltimore's injury reported the defense. Like I said, I saw Campbell on there. I saw most of the secondary on there. That'll be interesting. I, Baltimore's ranked fairly well on the run defense, but when I watch them actually play, it seems like teams can move the ball on the ground against it. Like I said, I don't think their linebackers are accustomed to like basically taking on blocks and playing in the run game. They're more space guys, kind of like the Steelers, same issue they have. Um, 
So Cleveland's going to run the football. That would probably – both of these teams like to run the football, so that would definitely kind of push it to the under. It's rate of 46, which is kind of high for two teams that kind of take their time moving the ball down the field. Um, that's probably where I'd go in this game um, just because you're getting Lamar uh, off a week. He's probably going to be a little rusty. you got Baker Mayfield being basically held together by duct tape at this point. Um, so I don't expect a huge offensive explosion. I look to the under, so it'll probably be like 45-40. I agree with uh, – I, I would look at the under here. I mean, te- put it in a teaser. It doesn't hit the 45, but, I mean, jack it way up. I have it right now. I'm looking at scores and odds at 47, maybe take it up. I agree. I think both teams will run the ball. I don't see major explosive plays. Um, you know, Ravens defense sometimes can give up some bigger plays, but I, I don't like Jason said. I mean, Baker Mayfield is really banged up right now, so this is a tough one. I mean, you guys said it. I think this is a really hard one. Maybe by the half a point, get it down to minus three and play it. But I, you know, I would just maybe take Baltimore. I think they're a better team than Cleveland, but I think the the stronger play is the under. You mentioned Baker Mayfield. He's listed on the injury report with a left shoulder, a foot, and a groin. <laughs> It's like, what else is left? So I'm going to guess this year, this week we'll have his ribs injured. So you get like the full body, uh, like, like the old uh, operation game. Is it just going to say neck down for next yeah, week? Everything. Just everything. <laughs> we'll have to see. You know, we, we joked about Patrick Mahomes' uh, wife being kind of like crazy. But let's just look at some of these quarterbacks' wives the last couple of weeks. You have Matt, Matthew Stafford's wife chucked a pretzel at somebody I on the grid. Now you got uh, – <laughs> Baker's wife last week went on like Twitter or like went crazy and was yelling at fans and complaining about teammates and man, oh man, give me a break. Just It's interesting though, like with Case Keenum as the backup and a team that really likes to run the football, like why not play Keenum here last week, especially against the Lions, get Baker a week off just to heal up a little unless all that stuff is just not going to heal. And it's just stuff that all needs to get put back, back together at the end of the season, which the shoulder is the groin is something probably the same thing. Can't rest it long enough, and I don't know what's wrong with his foot. But I guess that's the issue: is that he's not going to be healthy. He's just going to have to manage it, and they're okay if he goes down in a game. But yeah, you just kind of wonder: does it really hurt that much to put Keenum in and play him? He's shown that he's okay in that situation. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Cardinals putting in Cole McCoy as their backup and choosing to sit Kyler heading into the bye. You know, I think that was the right play, and it it paid dividends for me. McCoy looked like an All Pro. Uh, like he should be starting for a team, you know, Case Keenum again, Cole McCoy and Case Keenum are probably top five at backups, maybe top two in all of NFL. So I agree with you. I mean, are you really downgrading if you're putting in a healthy Keenum versus a banged up Baker? You know, uh, I don't, I think it's more of an upgrade in my opinion, you know, let Baker heal. Um, But Smitty, you you touched on it and and they're on a buy, but you brought up like the wife situations and stuff like that. And it is actually – so we're talking about um, Pat Mahomes' wife and his brother. It's picking up steam as the controversy. You know, we kind of joked about it. Kudos to you for bringing it up. They were um, – he posted a, a, a picture last week, and they figured out that it was actually a previous game. And they're starting to, you know, figure out like, hey, they're winning, and these people aren't talking. Did Was it Pat Mahomes or did the organization go to Pat and say, look, you got to shut your family up because we ain't winning – when they're not there or when they're not talking, we're winning games. So obviously there's a focus factor there. So what you were, you know, saying as a joke, it's kind of a real thing right now. 
Or, or like I said, he took him in the woods and dropped him off and there's no Wi-Fi. Right. Yeah. I, I think he told him that they were, uh, they were on the road when they were at home and vice versa. Like, ah, sorry. I looked at last year's. Maybe schedule. I called Patrick Mahomes and said, well, you just shut your brother and wife up. I'm sick of this. Beat. <laughs> be quiet. Hell, so I don't know. I mean, Hey, Kansas city's playing well right now. And Hey, you know, as a joke, it was a joke because I try to be funny at times on the show, but I mean, I was really thinking it because I just, don't you think like, well, the same thing with Matthew Stafford, he came out and said, I think he said, my wife won't go on the road games anymore. It's a distraction. You know, I mean, I'm sorry if you lose and you come home, you get in the locker room and you lose a game and then someone goes, hey, by the way, your wife's uh, kind of in the news. She threw a pretzel at somebody. I mean, that's <laughs> probably not the greatest thing. Like, that's really not what you want to go home and go, well, come on. Why are you throwing food at people? You know, same thing. You saw Patrick Mahomes, wife and brother. I think the brother dumped water through water at, uh, at a game on somebody, you know, the fan, Oh, it was Baltimore. It was at Baltimore and chucked water at a Baltimore guy and dumped water on. You that's know, not he, bad though. No, that's not bad. <laughs> that guy probably needed some water for Baltimore. Absolutely. Hydrate well, he, a little bit. But the thing was, is, my point is these guys don't want to deal with this. They don't want to deal with this. No, Just, you I know, agree. I mean, it's, no, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is way better off. I mean, his brother, man, his brother's a clown. So, hey, one thing I, I don't want to forget because I did miss. I gave out old man in the garage with the Jets. He, uh, with the Minnesota-San Francisco game, he um, he likes Minnesota, money line dog. Okay, all right. I wanted to get that out before I had it down here, and I hit the Jets game when we talked, and I did miss that with the Vikings. All right, we're on the last game of the slate. Washington football team doing really well the last – Three weeks, two and one in the last three weeks, but they really were in that Broncos game. They lost. They should have won. They had opportunities. Hosting the Seahawks. Seahawks opened up at minus three and a half. It's down now, now down to minus one half. Over under 47. I like Washington on the money line at home. Everybody thought, you know, Russell Wilson's coming back. They should do well against Cole McCoy last last week and the banged up Cardinals. I think the Washington football team's getting better offensively. And I think what that resulted in, and I've said it, uh, Heineke just has to get smarter. You've got to throw that ball away. You've got to slide, live it another day, give your team a chance. And they're getting healthier. So they lose Ricky Seals Jones, who turned out to be a great backup tight end, but they're getting Logan Thomas, who, you know, seems like he's a, a uprising uh, tight end in this league. I mean, he's such a big target in the red zone. Almost nobody is. Uh, at his level to guard him and they get back Curtis Samuel uh, seems like Curtis is finally healthy so that opens up the deep threat now you do have to guard him you can't just leave him wide open or he's going to torch you um, and and Gibson you know he's looked really good the last couple of weeks he kind of had that hairline fracture in his shin he looks healthy now McKissick looks good I, I like the Washington football team to win their third straight game here at home against a bad Seahawks team yeah, this is this is tough. I mean, I'm looking at this now, and it seems like the this is the game where the tickets are on one side and the money's on the other, and the tickets are on the football team and the money's on the Seahawks, which I'm kind of struggling with a little bit because I don't really think that Seahawks defense is that good. And I They're think terrible. Yeah, They're and terrible. I think that's something that's really going to help the football team because you know, not a great red zone offense. They can put they can go between the twenties, but sometimes they don't finish the drives, but. They have looked a lot better. The defense has played a lot better, which is funny because they've been missing guys up front. Do they get swept back this week, or is he still out another week with the jaw? Uh, he's still out. Stand by. 
Yeah, that, that's what's yeah. going to hurt him, I think, in this game is that with uh, going against Wilson, you don't have really much of a pass rush um, coming unless it's coming from the interior. Um, and I think, that you know, this, Seattle's okay in the middle of their line. But, I mean, you look at the, the stats, this is really a, a tough game to gauge. I, I think it's down to a pick and I can understand why. Uh, yeah, I think it's a complete pass for me. I really don't – have a good read of where Seattle's at. I'm not really impressed with where they're at. The football team has impressed me a little bit, but I'm kind of just surprised to see the money coming in on the Seahawks at this point. So I'll probably hold off on this until I get a better read. This might be crazy because I've been calling for the football team and I never do that. I've said it the last two weeks. So man, maybe am I changing? Am I changing on this show? Maybe I'm evolving. I'm going to be wearing like old Dominion shirts and UVA stuff and the football team stuff. No, not so fast. Not so fast. But I do. I like it in a teaser. I do like the football team. I think they're playing, you know, extremely hard. They're playing. They're getting hot. Like I said earlier in the show, the division's there. The divi- It's not crazy. Dallas is banged up. Philly's playing really well. Can they get, get on a little heater here and make this enter? I, I could, you know. You have a quarterback that can throw a pass and then sell you a house the next day. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, but, but I'm impressed. I thought they played extremely hard last week. So, joking aside, um, I like I like them in a teaser. I, I just don't see Seattle. Wilson hasn't come back from the finger that that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you lose. They've said it on some shows down here, like the Chase Young thing. To you know. I think, you know, Sweat's a, a lot better player than Chase Young in a way. I think that was a bigger loss. Young just hasn't really there. But now they're mat- matching some other guys on defense now. And it seems like the defense has been a little better. You know, and when Curtis Samuels gets on the field and he plays, I'll believe it. I, until I see <laughs> it, I, I just don't see I don't know. I mean, he, I already he's playing. I, I don't know. He's the new tin man. So, um to, like you said, the tight end's extremely good, extremely good. Really like him. But in a teaser, I like the I like the football team this week. Smitty, I, uh, my father in law was asking what size jersey you wear. I think he's going to get you a Heineke jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Maybe I'll go in the real estate game and wear it and uh, show property. Now, listen, I do like, and I it's a it's a joke. I do like Heineke. I think the kid's tough. Kid, you know what I liked about the game Sunday? Showed a lot of emotions. Took some hits. Carolina was taking some really some cheap shots on him. Really got up. Really stuck it to him extremely. I thought, you know, getting up and, like, taking a hit. I was impressed by him. Kid, The kid has absolutely has shown, joking aside, the kid has shown that he is very capable. I don't know if he's a, a starter but being a top line, like you said, Colt McCoy, uh, Case Keenum kind of guy that if your starter got down, he could plug in for four games and maybe get you a three in one spot. Let me ask you this, because we've seen Fitz magic now for 16, 17 seasons, kind of be mediocre. Do you think if, if you both were starting, you know, obviously we're kind of playing what if, but at this point, with Heineke maturing and getting better, Smitty, would you start Heineke next year, week one, or Fitzpatrick? I mean, wh- where would you go with that? I'd go Heineke. Yeah. I, I think I agree. I-, I think he's, like you said, he's gotten smarter. You know Fitzmagic's going to throw two, three picks in the game. Um, 
Heineke seems like he's he's not throwing picks, which is, you know, what killed him early on. Well, and I'd like to hear what Jason has to say about this, too. The one thing I like about Heineke, though, is he can move. You know, watching a lot of the Steeler games, there's times that if we had a mobile quarterback that could just – and I'm not saying they have to run for like a, like Herbert did, like Jason said. It looked like a college game against the Steelers. He was running for 100. You don't see that a lot. But just to step up and maybe – run for five yards and get that first down where Ben can't do that. And that really hurts the Steelers where Heineke can do that. You know, Fitzpatrick won't do that. You know, I would, I would, yeah, I'd go with Heineke. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think, why wouldn't you? I like mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. I'd probably go with uh, Andy Dalton or Gardner Minshew. I love hey, Andy Dalton. <laughs> hey, I love it. I do. I, I Who got the big I, win I, Thanksgiving? Andy Dalton did. I think Heineke's a perfect stopgap to the next guy. I just it'll be interesting where they go, how long they can wait on the next guy because uh, next year's draft, these guys are more developmental than this year's where they had you had a couple of starters right away. Um, so I do think obviously Fitzpatrick, I think he's done. I think not that injury, the hip not coming back at his age, I think he is ready to get onto his announcing career. And they will find another backup. One of those guys, like replacement level guys, is floating around uh, to kind of be with Heineke. And then I think you might even see some controversy back and forth if Heineke has one of his gunslinger moments where he has a couple uh, high interception games in a row. But yeah, it's a tough situation. It's a pretty good football team that needs a quarterback to, to build around. They really don't have that option at this point. No, I think that's well said. I, I, I 100% agree with you, what you just said there. I would not be shocked for them to bring somebody in like that. And again, just to be a competition in camp. And if Heineke wins the job, great. But I could, I could absolutely see that too. Well, Ron Rivera came out this week and said, you know, he can't predict the future, but he's not absolutely saying that Heineke's mm-hmm. not the starting quarterback next season. So that's kind of telling that he's getting some confidence. So that'll play out. I just think it's good, especially, you know, Nails, even though he's not with us today, you know, Washington fan, uh, Smitty, you and I are down here, you know, so we see it. Um, I, I think it's just good, good talk and uh, kind of, you know, progressing. So it's kind of a continuing storyline uh, for us as we go. That's all we have for this week. Smitty always says it. We work harder, so you don't have to. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Give us a shout out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, local bars. I know Smitty and I always go in there, and we're selling it like a used car salesman. Uh, so if y'all don't have anything, uh, that's all I got. No, go just uh, happy Thanksgiving to those Lions fans. <laughs> hey, go blue today. Go blue. We Ohio State's going down. You heard it here on the show. We'll see. Right. Maybe uh, Mother Nature and some illnesses will help you out on that. We'll see what's going on. All right, as always, we always end a show. Bang your bookies. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.